Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lockout Podcast and welcome back Maddie. welcome back Carol, Daniele here, plenty to cover on and off track. Um, but before we get in it, how how are you guys? How's it going? I'm good, it's fun. It's good to be finally be back. It's it's been a little. It's been a while for you. It's been a spell out, but yeah. now I'm back and it's good. And my weekend was good. Went to the AFL, got out and about in Sydney. So. Swans or someone? Yeah, went to watch the Swans and Bulldogs. Uh, yeah. It was a bit too chilly for my liking, but no, nah, it was a good weekend. That's it. Got to stay wrapped up, stay warm. Yeah, the scarves and everything. Yeah. And how about <laughs> you, Carol? Yeah, good weekend. Uh, probably mainly focusing on uh, F1 naturally and a bit of tennis <laughs> thrown into that as well. But yeah. I had a friend who was um, moving uh, back to the UK, so uh, went to a really nice Italian restaurant and yeah, nice. I think I drank way too much red wine. I've got red wine replacing blood in my body right now. <laughs> I don't think you can never drink too much, but I think, <laughs> I think that's how you want it. Yeah. That's the best way to do it, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, I should get some definitely. more red wine happening on the pod or something. We might have to bring some bottles. I've actually yeah. got the Daniel Ricardo bottles that I still haven't opened, so... I think we should bring... Don't be I'll telling us these yeah, things. Yeah, I think I should yeah. bring those and we should <laughs> That could be up. the good look for Ricardo. Exactly. Maybe that's the turnaround that he needs. Have you got the shoe decanter as well? I didn't go that far because it wasn't cheap. But <laughs> I'll, I'll have another decanter that I can bring in. Oh, well, you've got plenty of shoes. So I've yeah. got shoes for Go days. I can yeah, bring exactly. Yeah. We can all do shoes. We yeah. can all do shoes. No, I mean, look, I don't know about you guys, but I was bloody tired on Monday morning. F1, Wimbledon, back to back. It was a late night. I was night. a dead man walking. It was a late night, yeah. yeah. It was worth it though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No, definitely worth yeah. It. Look, and we, look, we were lucky this weekend because we got two races for the price of one. Exactly. Sprint and the main race. Yeah. Obviously, the sprint, quite a bit happened. Pretty, it's pretty good to see. Yeah. Look, um, first off, Quali, Mercedes, both of them sticking it in the wall. Hamilton and Russell, just after they looked so positive last weekend. No, it was. I felt so bad for them. I was just like, one, two, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. I was like gutted for them, you know, because we only spoke last week about now how Hamilton has it in him to get yeah. back up there and he's, you know, racing in like a carter again. So I kind of yeah. thought like he's going to give it gung-ho. But look, that track is crazy. It's off camber. It's tight. It's windy. Yeah. So, yeah. And the walls are close too. they got gravel traps. Yeah. You make a mistake there. Like, yeah, it, you're going in the wall or it's costing you. It definitely hurt to see that, especially me. Like, I'm a massive Lewis fan and also Mercedes, but... Mm. I mean, now in hindsight, we look back and we're like, the weekend turned out all right. But yeah. at, that, at that moment, I was like, man, it didn't this look isn't great. looking good. <laughs> yeah. And look, at that moment as well, like going into the sprint as a Ferrari fan, didn't look great either because the two of them were too focused on battling for P2. Oh, exactly. And they just let Verstappen take off and do his own thing. It's fighting Ferraris again. You know oh, what I mean? It's can't like believe it's it. battling, you know, it yeah. really is. It's I mean, it was really good racing, but I was just like, Oh my god, you know, yeah. are we on the same team? Yeah. But, I mean, it is important who does better. I get yeah. that. You know, it was like they were both trying to make a claim for okay, I want to be starting second tomorrow. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. I mean, I think I spoke we spoke about this a while back on one of the episodes and we we're just saying like just how much Signs he's going to be willing to play the second mm. second role. Didn't look like it in that And moment. it doesn't look nah. like it. Like there's, he's already starting to show signs. Even last week when he's won his race. Yeah. He I mean, it turned out well, but mm. yeah, I don't know. I reckon there's, there's something there. Yeah, yeah I mean, construct, uh, construction is important, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the driver wants wants that win as well. That's yeah. the prestige. You know? so like, that's what they want. Constructor they want pay, pays the bills, but the driver is the one that you remember. Their name's yeah. on yeah. it. They're yeah. the ones behind the wheel. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and they're, they're the heroes. They're the exactly. reason we tune in every Sunday, or well, nearly every Sunday. But it was a disruptive start with the sprint anyway. It was in, what, two or three formation laps? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Alonso has the worst luck out of anyone this season, I reckon. <laughs> I know, couldn't start. All the mechanics, they peel away, and then it's just him sitting there, tired blanket still on and they left them on yeah, yeah. i know i know yeah. i was just i was looking at the tv i was like oh no what's going wrong now and then um and then you know obviously he's in the pit lane can't get the car fired up that's it for him <laughs> early bath um <laughs> and then i think 
for me, one of the best parts of that sprint race was the Shoemaker versus Hamilton battle because we got to see Shoemaker take on Verstappen last weekend, but to watch him come up against like probably the benchmark, yeah, Yeah. the benchmark this season, everything, you know, that the Shoemaker name, that the Hamilton name means to get them like fighting on track. It was a bit nostalgic seeing it happen. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, to see him battling last week with Verstappen, now this week with, with Lewis, it's... Look, he's, he's come yeah. a long way. He's done. got, he's got edge now. Together. I mean, that was a really good scrap between the pair of them, yeah. I have to say. I think it was lap 21 when it happened. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, go on, Shuey, you got this. Yeah. You know? and, and then he was angry after the sprint too, which I loved because it was like old Shoemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the interview where he was like, he was a bit teed off. I think he was teed yeah. off with Mag- uh, Magnuson. Yeah. And um and yeah, it reminded me of like, he's, he's the bit of the grub side of his dad. Like, yeah. Which yeah. you need in the F1 especially. Yeah. Like, and we've been waiting for that to come out. And we've out. been waiting for it. He's yeah. always shown this nice side to him, so it was good to see that. I'm yeah, no, it. definitely. I was, I was, I was definitely well proud of him. And I thought, great. And then after that, he turned around and he says, "I'm quicker than my teammate." Just mm. so you all know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Good yeah, on you." Good. you know? I rate that. Yeah. I rate that. <laughs> he really put himself on the pedestal. Silverstone seemed like it really gave him the confidence now to the like springboard it. and push forward in the season, which is going to be really interesting. Yeah. That that battle between the Haas teammates now, like. That could be really, really interesting. And that's what we wanted. We wanted a bit of a battle because, like, the season started slow for him, but yeah, now yeah. they're they're both battling it out between each other, and he's mm. starting to get his elbows out and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. It's that's so funny. Is like get the elbows out like that is like the the, the hashtag for I think F one now full stop, and it is yeah. that because it the cars is. are so wide. Yeah. Bloody so hell! Like wide. there was even times there was like three nearly four trying to go i was like where are you going yeah. like, well in the race there was that moment where there was i think five cars, five cars. Yeah. yeah lando i think alonso was there and yeah the two alonso well. was definitely yeah. there yeah. <laughs> and i was like i was like geez like i already know these cars are wide mm. and they're just there's inches between them like, it was such cars. good racing i think yeah. across the sprint and the and the main race as well like that track is it just really lent itself to close racing drs was working well mm. the tires were hanging on for a few laps so they could pass you know, hang back, repass, have yeah. a battle, and then obviously you had the five cars there. Like, yeah, it was, that, ent- it was entertaining was really all the way good. through. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I say it like I keep repeating myself, but this is a new car for them in this track. Mm. You yeah, know, exactly. so every track they come to, they can't even measure it to what There's it was no like last year. It's a else. different ball game again, so they're still getting used to it. And you could see them, they were just like sliding left, right, and center. It was like they were on a skid pan. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. I mean, I suppose that takes us perfectly now into talking about the main race because... You know, the sprint, a bit of a walk in the park for Verstappen, let's be honest. Yep. The two Ferraris spent most of the time battling. Everyone kind of went into that race thinking the same thing was going to happen again yeah. on main day. Verstappen was just going to take off, do his own thing. Within about, I don't know, three laps, it was pretty obvious that wasn't going to be the case. Um, you know, Leclerc left signs behind, comes in, starts chasing down Verstappen. And then we get to see them finally battling again on track, which I thought was just really great. I thought it was awesome. I th- it was surprising to see the Ferrari being able to compete with the speed of the, the Red Bull because mm. usually the Red Bull is in a class of its own. But it was more so the driving of Leclerc that was most impressive. Like yeah. that, that under, or it was an overtake for the, the dive into the corner. I think it was the first one. Turn four, yeah. When he actually and sent he, it down the inside. And he yeah. just caught Verstappen off guard yeah. and then he's run off. And then he's done it like two more times after that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to no, have to overtake Verstappen three times to win oh, a race. 
it's so rare. We know what Verstappen's like. You know, he's always the last man standing. Like, he'll always push to the he'll edge. Always like, push he'll always push the limit. He's going to go into a wall. And he's like, no, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. I'm no. in position. And I just thought, good on you for that overtake. I was just like, yeah. he was just getting more ballsy as well. So I think they're all yeah. getting their own better momentum. They're like, we know Verstappen will stick it to the end. So we need to stick it we a need, little bit further. We need to go further. Yeah. Then, then we'll, yeah, exactly. No, it was impressive to see. I was... You know, you know me. I'm not the biggest fan of Ferrari, but <laughs> Leclerc, he's finally starting to show his colours, and, and I rate it. Look, we can we'll get onto their downsides later on because it <laughs> definitely was not a perfect week week and no, weekend for Ferrari. Um, but just you know, staying on Red Bull for a moment. Obviously, Perez they didn't go quite as well for him compared to Verstappen. Yeah, that it hurt to see him have yeah a bad weekend. Yeah, especially because I thought he could he should be doing better. And he was unlucky. Mm. But and he recovered so well in the sprint as well. And he's, yeah, exactly. Like he got himself back up there in the sprint. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it's luck of the, no, not luck of the draw, but there's a lot of luck that goes into racing. So. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you guys think about the incident? Oh God. Yeah. Awful. I am. Um, mm. I was, I was even just, see with me, first of all, I was thinking, I was like, I had Perez on a pedestal, which I do normally anyway. And especially when he had that overtake originally between, do you remember Haas? He literally mm. snaked between them like that. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God. That His is race awesome. craft in the sprint was fantastic. It was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's going to be gung ho in the race. Like yeah. he's already building up his momentum and he's going to be great. And then when he got that nudge from Russell, I was like, Oh my God. And for me, he was passed. That he was, was for, for me the, the move was done he yeah. was passed yeah. that that sent him back he yeah. wasn't going to go move forward do you know what no. i mean like regardless of how many um uh, seconds uh, russell had you yeah. know the damage was done yeah yeah you know? yeah he's not yeah. recovering from that no nah. and i'm surprised russell actually fought it so hard to be honest because if if he if he hung on there you know perez would have been past the next lap yeah the, the exactly. red bull was in a different league compared to the mercedes this weekend the only car it was really on par with was the ferrari the only thing I, the only thing i'd say is that i didn't think it was necessarily that he was holding on in terms of he was fighting for the position i felt like it was more because it was first lap yeah i feel like it's more like cold tires it doesn't have the car under as, as much control as you'd like no so he just didn't have as much give to kind of rip it back inside and mm. allow the room for for Perez. I that's what i thought and yeah. I also thought, like, especially first lap, they usually call them racing incidents, like, yeah. and they allow them. So for him to get penalised, I thought, slightly harsh, but mm. in the end, Perez was ahead, so it is yeah. what it is. And I mean, the five seconds didn't really cost Russell too much overall on his result, I yeah. felt. Yeah. Yeah. It cost Perez It cost Perez the race. Yeah, and Pe- the yeah. The that's the thing, you know, Russell cops the five seconds, he lives to fight another day. Yeah, like, up for debate whether or not he would have kept third from Hamilton. For me, I don't think he would have. Probably not. Mm, I but, don't think so. But Perez is now in a, ga- in a gravel trap and that's his race over. His yeah. car, you know, back in the garage. Damaged, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is, is five seconds enough in that scenario? No, I, I, I kind of think it's re- it is really hard to judge, but I kind of think, you know, what the, you know, the stewards have to manage there is understanding like, this guy's actually not going to go any further. This could mm. be him out of the race. And, you know, I don't think five seconds is enough. Mm. You know, I don't know whether maybe it should be five seconds or you should be penalised as in put back a few um, uh, spots, yeah. you know, something like that. I don't know. But it's it's not even, like, I mean, maybe, and I don't know, this just, it becomes really subjective later on. Yeah, it but does. This, it happened in the first lap. So it wasn't just like the five second, it's, the pit stop that he then takes and then that gets extended. So like, yeah. essentially it grows a little bit more than the five seconds. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mm. feel, because, yeah, then you compare it to other penalty penalties they're getting. Well, yeah, because then you come under the track limits thing. 
and yeah. they're getting the same penalty for crossing the track limits. And it hasn't it hasn't like it hasn't impacted anyone else. No. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. It hasn't impacted or impaired anyone else. So. And yeah, that there's got to be some kind of penalty for crossing track limits. But it's like, does that penalty have the same payout as a penalty for punting your rival off the track? Yeah, that's that's the tricky one for me. Yeah, it shouldn't. I f- it shouldn't be on the same par. Mm. You know, I mean, like it is important. Obviously, track limits are important. And mm. you know, this is me coming. You know, from a driver in the sense of when I used to race, like it was always imperative. My dad's like, "Stay within, stay within. It'll you'll do yourself an injustice." Yeah. But what they had was they've got a different car, different setup. They've got like the the when they're overlooking the uh, halo and the wheels, mm. it probably is limiting them to yeah, see what 100%. they can see. Like I actually yeah. think they can't see the lines until they've gone past them you heard the drivers well, a saying a bunch of them yeah, are complaining yeah. that they have like visibility issues like and then a lot of them I, I can't remember who it was but in the race one of them got, got a warning for going over track limits and then mm. he's like I didn't go over oh it was signs it was signs yeah. signs is like, one Yuki was the other I know for a fact yeah. I didn't go over and then you look at the footage and he did mm. so it just shows the variance in between what they're seeing and what's actually going on. Yeah, you're yeah. playing with like centimeters. Yeah, yeah, so... And it's easier, I think, to say how many drivers didn't, you know, abuse the track limits, you yeah. know, than the ones that did because it was, it was, it just goes to show every, nearly so every single many. one oh, of them felt the exact same pain. So they all copped a warning and, you know, a few copped penalties, Norris copped a penalty. Yeah. That may have cost him a position or not. Kind of hard to say really because he took that penalty like you were saying it's it's a difference if they take it in race time or if they take it in the pit stop. Exactly. In the pit stop, arguably, it costs them more. It drag. I feel like it grows a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, if it's just added on to the race time, then it's just a clean cut five seconds. Mm. Um. But yeah, like I, I don't know. With the track limits, there's been like a lot of conversation and like, just for example, on the weekend there was 43, like, yeah, instances where they've gone over the track limit. Mm. If that's the case, it kind of highlights that. There is an issue, like not necessarily maybe the rules, but just the drivers aren't actually capable of seeing exactly where that line is. So there has to be some sort of allowance or something. I don't know. And yeah. like you said, I think there should be a different penalty. I don't think the penalties should be the same for crashing and for yeah for something like that. Yeah, with the car setup, as I was saying, with this new car as well, it would have been different. Like this is not their first time racing this track. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. So they knew they knew it was coming from last year. You, you know, so I mean, like it's obviously different car. Maybe the seat setup, the the chassis, whatever it is, like it definitely had an effect on majority of the crew there. So yeah. I think that's definitely something worth um, taking into place. And we know that the stewards will definitely probably look at that, the, you know, and the technical directors as well, yeah. you know. Mm. So that is something to look further down the line with. But it's definitely, I'd say the drivers in their briefing and everything were going hell for leather about that. You oh, know? they would have been going off. I mean, but it goes hand in hand. Like the drivers, are, it's a new car essentially each time they race it because it, they're, had never raced with that car there before mm. but similarly like the rules and all that i will have to change over the next few years we'll see them change to yeah. accommodate for these cars so we're like we're in a transition period right now and it's yeah. a bit of teething going on yeah. so and i think qualifying it's it's without question like if you cross the white line in qualifying the lap time can go that's I've, i think we're pretty much all in agreement on that one yeah if you if you abuse track limits in quality that's the end of your qualifying session for that lap yeah um but in the race it's probably it's it's probably a little bit less black and white, if that makes sense. Um, but hey, I think a lot of it also comes down to circuit design. They've they've given the drivers these big runoffs. They've given them really wide, low, flat curbs. Yeah, exactly. They, the driver's going to take it. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like if it's there to be used, they're going to want to exactly. use it. Yeah. And look, I mean, we can touch on the track. We, we spoke about it a little bit earlier. This track was great for racing this weekend. Yeah. Awesome. And the, the midfield Definitely. battling we had during the race 
was fantastic and mm. so many different strategies so many different cars some were strong in some areas of the track some stronger than others exactly yeah some were fast in a straight line some of the battling was great we got to see shoemaker battling again <laughs> in the race yeah exactly. he's non-stop now yeah yeah now he's got <laughs> to he's got a taste for it, it. So he, he wants it every time yeah and i think um I think for Haas, it was a really important weekend because Alpine had a good result with, with Ocon. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I was so delighted for that team as well. Yeah, you know? Wait, for who? For Alpine. For Alpine. For Alpine. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not a fan. No. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not Ocon either. Yeah. I mean, he, look, he, he's proven himself each each time now. Like I mean, he was fifth well. this weekend. That's best of the rest out of everyone that's not in the he's Ferrari and Mercedes well. or a Red Bull. But I, oh, I don't know. He's something about him. He just, he just doesn't do it for me. But look, yeah. he he's in there doing the job. I can't argue that. Mm. And, that uh, yeah, I just think as well as that, you know, when you say about the middle pack and the front pack and the back pack, like they're literally m mixing each other up now. So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. where they used to be last year, be able to say, okay, this is, you know, the it front, the middle, the, the back, that's it. Them. Now it's yeah. like, it's all over the shop. It's Each such a great mixed bag, yeah. you know, so and it makes more exciting racing, you oh, know. Oh, definitely, yeah. So yeah. it's, um, I like to see like the other teams kind of getting those more points, moving up in the constructors as well. Mm. So mm. it gives them that buzz, you know, and it makes them a bit more excited and the morale is better when they're racing because they're like, oh my God, look how well I did. And it makes week. everyone like more involved in the racing. It's not like, oh, who's it going to, it's going to be between, like, for example, the last few years, it was like, oh, mm. is it going to be between Mercedes or, or Red Bull? Where now it's like one mm. week it can be one, one week it can be another. Yeah, especially in the midfield. Like this weekend, Alpine and, um, and Haas were probably the top two in that midfield pack. Definitely. But like last weekend was completely different. McLaren were kind of out of it this weekend. They yeah. did a pretty good job to actually salvage well. yeah, salvage double points from the qualifying. There's some they damage had. limitations though, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and look, like, in some respects, a little bit lucky that Alonso had, you know, he had an unlucky sprint. We touched on that, but yeah. like yeah. his race was pretty unlucky as well. Yeah. Oh no, well, even trying to start it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And I think there was a period there as well where he, he pit um, and then he came back in straight away under the VSC and pit again. So it was like a back-to-back -back pit back -to -back, stop. Back-to-back, yeah. And... Um, yeah. Did you notice as well the DRS? Like normally um, they don't allow the DRS to kick in until lap three. Yeah. And then there yeah. was some controversy that apparently someone, kicked in lap two. Someone mm. opened it up early apparently. Yeah. yeah. Saw that on the TV as yeah. well. But didn't yeah. hear anything else after. No, I've heard no, nothing else. nothing after that. It's the same with Russell when he crashed um, and he, um, there's a red flag naturally because of his crash yeah. and he ran across the track and like that is like a no-go. Mm. You know what I mean? You've yeah, got a red yeah. flag, you know what I mean? Because it could be dangerous for him as well. So it's I didn't hear anything else, but... I kind of think there's a Bible of stuff that went on that weekend that they're probably trying that to prioritize trying, what's important. To, yeah. yeah, filter through it. Yeah. Yeah, look, and I think the time has probably come to mention the other Ferrari. I don't really want to talk Jeez. about it too much oh, because I, I thought I was going to be coming in at one stage here celebrating the a one, one two. two. It was looking dead certain. It was. Like, we were on a high, the car was fast. Both drivers, like, on fire. Oh, pardon the pun. Uh, yeah, well. Literally, literally on fire. Well, speaking of on fire, like, when it did happen... That thing barbecued. I was, like, freaking out. Like, I was like, yeah. man, like, this could be something serious. I mean, it is serious, but I'm, like, saying, like, this could be threatening to him. Mm. And, like, the response oh. just seems so slow. Mm. Um, I, I do, and what's really bad is, like, because obviously he doesn't have a handbrake, okay? No. And the car's rolling back like, And still. he's trying to do his due diligence by staying in the car. And all he needed was, like, a block yeah. to do that. Someone had just hold on to it. No yeah. disrespect to, obviously, you know, fellow marshals and everything. But definitely the response was, was way too slow. Mm. When I saw that fire capturing him and all around, yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. you know, this is going crazy. And it was just engulfing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was catching on fast. Even if you couldn't 
stop the car from rolling backwards. I think they needed to get a fire extinguisher on that quicker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it was, was just... That was scary. Yeah, mm. so they said that apparently it was like a, a mechanical engine failure issue yeah. with a possible... Um, um, I think it was like some with the the leak as well. They were thinking yeah. that it could have been some combustion that might have gone from there and then yeah. it just literally went... Just it just looked on. like a good old-fashioned blow-up. Like yeah. you just saw bits of bodywork just explode off the back of Bang, the car. And then everything Those cars are hot. Fire straight away. As well. Yeah. Even with that, they've um, uh, because of um, where Austria is and the um, the temperature there, mm. you could see with all the cars. I was looking at Red Bull, of course, particularly. Mm. Um, they actually were cutting. They've cut into the car to get more vents in it to to, oh, get, to get the more, more cooling down. Yeah. So you could actually see that the um, and f- I think Ferrari as well. You could see yeah. that there was definitely more. It looked more like kind of like evil sharky kind yeah. of the way. Shark, it was like the, sh- the f- like uh, yeah yeah the gills that they have yeah. for them yeah yeah. But they did that because it was obviously better for the car. But mm. yeah, poor Saints. I was like, oh my god. And he was just so blessed. Yeah, you yeah. know, I was just like, nah, lucky man. Super grateful that he was he was safe and stuff. But honestly, kind of happy that he didn't didn't oh, get second because oh, he needed a bit of a reality check. Like oh. one, you're the second driver at Ferrari, and two, you're nowhere near fighting for the for the top spot mm. in the championship. So I think he was riding a high, yeah, and he's just brought him down a notch, and I'm. Just, yeah. just settle where you are. That's harsh, bro. That's harsh. Nah, <laughs> his first look, win. Like I said, and now you're going to do that to him on his yeah. like race after his first win. I wasn't honestly. even happy about his win. I was, <laughs> I was like, man, we're not going to hear the end of this between but, him and his cousin, like the the guy who's in the in the garage. Oh, his manager. Yeah, That's yeah. His, um, it's yeah. his cousin. Yeah, it's his cousin. Yeah, he oh, proper, he his cousin thinks depressed. he shits gold. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> give it a break, mate. So now look, very happy that he was safe. Mm. But yeah, also happy that he's just a bit of a reality check. He, oh, he's back where geez. he should be now. I mean, for me, it's just like, even when Ferrari win at the moment, they lose. And that's then, just... Yeah, you say that. Yeah. When, when, like, when is it going to turn around? Like last guys week, can't have a good weekend. Last weekend, I've never seen a team so unhappy to win a race. <laughs> this weekend, like even when you win a race and it's the right driver and the one that you wanted to win, like even he has his problems. He Towards had the problems. I'm getting anxiety now when the little Leclerc radio message <laughs> when thing, it comes on when it pops up and you hear him start speaking I'm thinking oh shit what's wrong now even like last 10 laps of, of the race if I was a Ferrari driver I'd be on edge like yeah. just fingers toes crossed hoping everything goes right nothing well the principal down. couldn't even watch the last five, oh, three, yeah. five laps he, yeah. couldn't even, he actually said he goes I couldn't watch it how Can much confidence him? does that give you <laughs> he can't even watch the race so yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are shambles <laughs> no. Real, in terms of reliability I mean Red, uh, Red Bull's got their battles at the moment as well but mm. Ferrari takes a cake eh? between strategy and reliability like yeah even this week where you get the strategy right and then the car just turns itself into a fire I remember I think it was like a few weeks ago I think it was Ali still on the couch and he was saying you need three things to win it was reliability strategy and the driver mm. and you guys at max can only get two right never no. have gotten all three yeah, two season. out of three that's how it can't works can't get the three done yeah it's, it's yeah. like that and you know like I feel as though I feel as though they've they clawed back pure performance. Mm. Like the car, we've, we've seen all season that the Red Bull was so strong in a straight line. And this was like the first weekend where the Ferrari and the Red Bull in a straight line were so equal. And in the race, that was giving Leclerc weapons. Yeah. And like for me, this was probably one of his best wins because like we touched on, he had to overtake Verstappen three yeah, times. It wasn't off pole as well. So it wasn't was, off pole. Yeah. Well, he, how good is it to see a fight like that? Yeah, I think yeah. it's actually his first win not from pole position. Yeah, it was. From, from memory, yeah. Yeah. Because his last win was Melbourne this year. Yeah, yeah, which seems like so so long ago. ago at this <laughs> yeah. point. You know the the luck that that poor guy had had, and I think just the relief that he probably felt when he crossed the finish line, even with all the dramas at the end of the race, like to win that race, that's it. Like that's as good as it could have gone. Yeah, and his brother won this weekend, last weekend as well. 
Yeah, exactly. Just celebrations throughout the whole family yeah. this weekend. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, a lot of stuff happened on track. A lot of stuff also happened off track. What, what do you guys think? What was your favourite or most controversial moment off track this weekend? Off track? Well, happened on track, but then the response was off track, was the Alonso with the finger while he was driving past oh, Yuki. to Yuki, and teaching him a lesson. I got shown that Yuki after, like, later puts up a story on his Instagram giving him some salute. Mm. So I was like, cuts off, youngster. Yeah. Got a bit of an attitude. Like, not attitude, but he's, like, flary. Yeah. But he was willing to admit, like, nah. Yeah. Veteran saying that I did something wrong and he's and he's cop. Top Gun Academy. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I like that. I applaud him for that. So that that would be something good for me. Kind of like rightly so as well because Yuki was showing him the grass there. He, he was, was. He was being pretty cheeky. He was, and and he copped it on the chin. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, you I can't blame him. I think me, it was like it's it's a it's a bit mellow, but um, Vettel in the drivers' briefing, um, you know, he he walked out. Walked out. He so fired I was trying up to find apparently. out, and I was like, I found out today by watching yeah. Ted's notebook um, that. Um, he basically walked out and he obviously copped um, 25,000 euro fine Fun. for doing that. Yeah. Um, but he actually walked out because apparently all the drivers were talking about um, driver um, mentality and how they were treating each other. Mm. And he said it was going around in circles, not going anywhere. And there wasn't a proper briefing. And I remember yeah. when I used to have driver's briefings, it was all about like, okay, safety. These are issues with the track. You know, this mm. is the weather. This is the car. Yeah. All that kind of thing as well. Whether he was just like, Feck this, I'm going. Mm. And he walks out and then he crawled back, went back to the race director. He apologized to him. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which he's pretty good at doing that. And obviously he wants to maintain a good relationship. But he's still, I mean, 25k um, euro fine probably isn't that much to him. It's pocket change to him. Yeah, it is. But I'm pretty, I heard that he actually doesn't have to pay the fine because he did apologize. They said it's suspended. Yeah. To the end of the year. And if he doesn't have any other issues, he won't have to pay it. Yeah. And they were dishing out, they were dishing out a few kind of big suspended fines to the drivers this weekend because even the top three they all copped a suspended 10 grand fine each for um having their physios in the in the park ferme area oh really straight after the race yeah yeah which is actually harking back to an old shoemaker thing where um he had a heavy helmet and he got weighed with his heavy helmet and um <laughs> he, they realized that halfway through the season he'd like lost seven kilos lost in body weight. weight yeah yeah which wasn't really anything so now no one's allowed to touch the drivers or the cars as soon as they jump out until they get weighed oh, well, park firm is okay. park firm that's, yeah, that's it. it's it like you know i even um know myself is that when we're there we're obviously making sure nobody's around there mm. and then there's even down to um the drivers like they literally can't see anybody they can't talk to anybody they you know they go straight in there they get weighed yeah. um you know and then even the uh, urine sample as well like for you know drug testing drug and those test, kind of yeah. things as well so you know there's all those things that fall into basically the scrutineering after the race and park yeah. for me means park for me close park that's the yeah, condition exactly. you you started and finished the race and like yeah. that's how you have to be assessed and they yeah. all know that like it's second I know, nature yeah. i don't i think maybe that the maybe the temperature got to a few of them in austria yeah, there's a few been. things that, that were all over the shop that they just forgot that they've done well, all I mean, year in year out even <laughs> this wasn't even in the racing but did you see the the digital the graphics after the graphics the yeah, for yeah. the one two three <laughs> So yeah. they had like they had Perez, Perez, Perez with like Ferrari colors, and yeah, they had yeah. signs on there with like Red Bull colors. Yeah. Oh, it was just a mess. And then they had the Red Bull truck thing sitting right on top of the podium, they at got the very, it. very top as well. So it's like Ferrari in the race, and yet we've still got a Red got Bull a Red car Bull on top. Yeah, yeah, well, it was a Red Bull ring, you know yeah, what I mean? You know, so they're Ev- definitely going. Yeah, that one was probably on purpose, but everything's yeah. everything's marketing. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, for, when you own the track, you know, that's you true. do what you want. Yeah. For me, one of the more sort of controversial moments in the weekend was watching the crowd reaction to Hamilton's crash in, uh, oh, in Q3. Yeah, Awful. Because yeah. I think, look, it's pretty obvious that there was 
most of the Netherlands at the track there this weekend. There's a Dutch crowd, you, completely. Yeah, the amount of orange smoke that was, was going everywhere. around. I know, but you could see them racing. I was like... Jesus. Crowd wasn't even... They couldn't even. I bet you they couldn't even see half the race because they had yeah. so much smoke in front of yeah, them. Yeah, I saw a photo on Reddit of one of the guys that was in the grandstand and he was like, we didn't actually see anything until lap five. By the time the smoke cleared, While I'm like, it's waiting for it to settle. Yeah, you've paid all this money and traveled all this way and you didn't even get to see the first five laps of like a really exciting Grand Prix. Yeah, the first five laps, there was a lot going on there. I know, and just... <laughs> It was unfortunate. And I think, you know, even Hamilton touched on this when he jumped out of the car. I don't know, you know, maybe he had a bit of sour grapes or something, but he was saying, like, I, I don't understand how the crowd can cheer yeah. when someone's stuck it in a wall until they know if you're okay or not. I think I'd, he was a bit short-memoried there. Yeah, because well, only last week. Yeah, exactly. and, um, and maybe last year when he punted Verstappen into the wall. Exactly, yeah. And then celebrated pretty hard yeah, after celebrated that. celebrated after the win, yeah. So, you know, I'm sure the Dutch haven't forgotten that one. I mean, look, I do agree with the general concept of the message. So like, do I. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah if guys crash. Like, yeah. you don't want to be celebrating that. No. But in saying that, last week, Verstappen had the... Or was it Silverstone when he crashed? And the crowd were cheering, doing similar things. Mm. And you didn't see Versa- um, you didn't see uh, Lewis going out there and defending him there and saying, no, nah, don't go do that. So yeah, I was exactly. like... You can't pick and choose. But generally, yeah. I do agree. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, you know, I think also I was hoping that like we're not our sports not going to go down kind of let's say the football hooligan side yeah. you know whether i mean I'm, and I'm, they had a lot of issues with the crowd this weekend yeah there's yeah. a lot of issues definitely yeah. there was a lot of stuff that we didn't even see there was nothing to do even with drivers but it was just yeah, people yeah within exactly people. yeah in the crowd so, yeah so i mean that was awful because then vettel obviously came out as well was just yeah, saying like and that's of, why i kind of thought you know there's people that get banned from going to football matches because of the exact same thing. Yeah, well, it, Vettel did say he, he reckons the fans that were... Because it, it was like misogynist. And there was like there was a lot of accusations, yeah, about sort of homophobic comments, misogyny, racism, yeah. in the stands between fans of different, you know, driver support groups or countries. And 100%. I mean, it's a no If they catch them, yeah. life ban. Yeah. Piss yeah. off. Like, no, you don't fucking deserve to be but going they're not anywhere. real fans. There's no, no they're not. They're, they're, they're there to actually say, obviously, what they want to say because mm. they want to get it out there. They want to, yeah. Never really had this before. And I know F1's got a lot more bigger it's and more popular with, more. with Netflix yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, it probably might bring in a different crew of people. That's it because they enjoyed it, which is good. But mm. it's also going to bring in the wrong people. And it's yeah. really hard to determine that. But I think now the way we live life, it's definitely if they can find who they were, they, they got can to definitely go. just say, yeah. "Mate, you're go. not getting the Scandian again." Never again. I think Toto Wolf summed it up perfectly, and it was so great to see like someone like him that's the CEO of a big major company and a big brand, and he basically just said, "If if that's the kind of fan that you are, fuck off. We yeah, don't we don't genuine. want you at a racetrack." Genuine, I you back know? that. Like, and and for that to come from him, no kind of premeditated no PR filter, statement no filter just, just get out of here yeah that's perfect that's yeah. that's the exact way it's got to be dealt with yeah I agree I yeah that stuff doesn't deserve to be anywhere yeah. let alone in sport and it's just a disappointment as well because you have these great events at the moment for Formula One great racing awesome young drivers and then every single week it just seems to be something in a moment where they're just shooting themselves in the foot something slips out something slips out I mean look out. it's not it's not just F1 like this stuff happens mm. in every sport there's always idiots i mean in everywhere there's idiots but mm. i think if they set if they put their foot down early and they set the precedent now and just show like anything like that happens lifetime ban, like ban mm. you'll start to see it not happen as much yeah. yeah the sport won't accept it yeah definitely yeah. definitely and i don't know about you guys did you see there was a bit of a mclaren organizing a secret test in portugal for a uh, indycar star yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so for those that aren't aware colton herder was running around in a 21 uh, 2021 spec mclaren at uh portimao 
And that's probably not going to help any of the rumours around Danny Rick's seat at the moment. I mean, he had a bit of a better weekend this weekend than he did at Silverstone, well, but still. He actually did well this weekend, one, because mm. they they the McLaren wasn't up to scratch, and nah. both of them did well to get into the points. And in the sprint, Ricardo should have gotten past Lando. Like, yeah. And it was because of, I reckon, the team, and like they just chose to leave the order as was, that he wasn't able to test himself further. I know I'm always going to be biased and think Ricardo should be there. Yeah, and we like cut that. him a lot of slack here in Australia. I cut him, we do cut yeah. him a lot of slack. Yeah. And if he is going to be replaced, I don't want it to be with some indie car driver. It needs to be with Piastri. Yeah. yeah. And that was a rumor that I saw popped up this weekend. Because yeah. that's been lingering around. So yeah. That everyone assumed he's going to go to Williams. Williams, Williams. yeah. But, but I've a, heard that McLaren are already thinking yeah. about like how they can poach from underneath Williams. Weber is his manager and apparently he was spending a lot of time in the McLaren garage this weekend, which I Good. think if, if he's going to go, then we're all on board with Piastri. Then, uh, then, him. then yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not happy, but I can, I'm willing to cop it. Mm. Yeah. I could so see Ricardo. He loves America in like um, American racing. Yeah, he mm. does. Definitely. You know, does he? And whenever he does um, a race in America, like he just seems to turn it up. Um, he gets really involved um, off the track, and mm. he loves his American car racing. Yeah. You know, so I, I believe he'll have a seat somewhere else. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I yeah. don't want him to go. I do like him. I think he's such yeah. a positive glow within, um, yeah. you know, F1. And obviously, we want to have an Aussie driver there naturally. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so um, I think it could be a difficult decision, but he'll definitely go somewhere else and he'll definitely, you know, maybe do bigger and better things. Do you reckon mm. there's a scenario where he ends up in McLaren's IndyCar team? Oh. Swap. <laughs> I don't know about a swap, but, you know, they've got a couple of seats over there. If he wants to be racing in America, you know, Grosjean's already shown and Ericsson have already shown, like, F- XF1 drivers in IndyCar. Yeah. Like, it's great for IndyCar. Yeah, but I don't reckon it's the time for him to go into that now. Like, yeah. honestly, for Grosjean, like, he was already at, closer towards the end of his career in terms of F1. Yeah. I think... Um, and he was never a race winner either. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas Ricardo's a race winner. He's also a very like, established and popular figure. I don't think his time in F1 is done. Yeah, fingers if crossed. If he does want to go to IndyCar, go later. Like, yeah. you got a couple of years still here. Yeah, I hope so as Let's well. Let's hope so, yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. So anyway, we're going um, to change it up a little bit now. Here we're going to we go. play a bit of a game. So every, <laughs> we every week we try and do something a bit different. All right. So... I'm going to play a game now with you guys of Would You Rather. I've got a few questions here. Some Would You Rather. So I'll leave it up to you guys who wants to go first or who wants to jump in and, and decide on the answers here. But would you rather win 40 races but never win a championship or win a championship without ever having won a race? Ooh. Ladies first. I, I think they win the championship. The championship, definitely. definitely. Yeah. You know, for what it's worth, me too. Definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. I would 100%. hate to be the win, but not the winner. Like yeah. I feel like, oh, got it, got it, but I don't really get it. Yeah. Ten years down the track, when you're looking at the history books, it's only going to have the championship winner. You're not going to go into the granular, granular details and go, oh, who won this race? Like mm. your name's there for that year. Yeah. You want the championship? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the big prize. That's yeah. what they're all there for. Definitely. And that's I think that's the one that pays out the most probably as yeah, well exactly. as a driver. Exactly. <laughs> it's what the sponsors want. Exactly. Yeah, true, true. All right, the next one would be, uh, would you rather the first win in a home race or a first re- win in your rookie season? Ooh. Me personally, I think it would be home race. Mm. You know, I mean, although where do I call home? I'm kind of between two countries <laughs> as it is. But Either or either. Yeah. You've got two to, two yeah, to pick Ireland from. Australia, exactly. you know. You've got two to pick yeah, from. There's, I just think there's, there's something special, you know, about yeah. that. Especially if you've got your crowd behind you and yeah. your nationality your and being proud. Be you know, 
rookie winning is awesome because it, it builds you up. But I think, you know, once you've got past that and you're actually racing in your own country, there's nothing better. Mm. I mean, look how much goes on. I mean, poor Ricardo when he races in Melbourne. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> Get it right. Ricardo's got it this year. Yeah. Oh never. <laughs> never. Just, you know, 100,000 fans that have never watched a race in their life. And yeah. He could, he could be in a backmarker car and yeah. they think he's going to somehow win. Yeah, yeah. Win. And I'll just wear a peachy colour as well. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> when, I remember when Weber made his debut in the Minardi in, in Australia. And there were like journalists that had never covered F1 in their life. And they were asking him if he was going to win the race that weekend. And he was kind of looking at them like, have you actually seen you know an F1 asking? race ever? Like I'm in a backmarker car. I'd be lucky to finish the race. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, the, the next one I got here, uh, be the second driver at Red Bull or be the lead driver at McLaren. So I'll say that for this season, this season's car. Second driver at Red Bull. Second driver at Red Bull. Definitely. 100%. You're still winning races. Yeah. And honestly... I mean, it doesn't look to be the case at the moment, but you have a car that could definitely be fighting Verstappen. Like, yeah, the the fight's there to be to be had if you like. So, I'd go for that. Definitely, and you know, even if you look across, you know, Verstappen and Perez um, in Red Bull in that car, mm. it's been like it's been fighting talk. Yeah, it's been great. They've both done really well. Yeah. You know, so I kind of think, yeah, second driver in a really good team, really good car, really good support, winning yeah. races still all day long. Yeah, yeah. I think either way, you've probably got a pretty good life. I mean, the <laughs> life that goes with it, you, I think you're comfortable regardless. But yeah. in terms of the driver, if I was one, that would that would be my preference. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. How about you? Oh, geez. Uh, but it's a funny because, you know, it's a bit of a sore point for you, you know, speaking to anybody outside of Ferrari. Well, yeah. Firstly, you're asking me to cheat on my favorite team. But <laughs> other than that. Just cheat tonight. Oh, <laughs> that's how it starts. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. Oh, it's tricky. I mean, for me, it's like a lesser of two evils. So I'm probably going to say Red Bull. But um, but yeah, like you never really want to be the second driver anywhere. Yeah, just, you do. Such, it's such an individual sport. Like, you start off as a second driver. S- you, <laughs> come on. I'm, no one told Leclerc that in his first season at Ferrari. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say second driver at Red Bull, but with visions on taking over the first driver's seat. And then lastly, would you rather, and I feel like this one's kind of aimed at Ferrari, but... I'll, I'll forgive it. <laughs> Have a fast car that's unreliable or a slow car that never breaks. <laughs> oh, but how, yeah, oh, I mean, how slow are we... Double, double whammies, that one. And yeah. how slow are we talking as well? Uh, I'm going to say... Oh. All right, because you're, you're kind of saying, do you I want a Mercedes like, or do you want a Ferrari? Yeah. Because yeah, then I'm taking the Mercedes. Yeah, okay, but if it was like a Williams... I'm taking the Ferrari. I'm taking the Ferrari. Like on that one day, it might work. <laughs> the, the one race that goes right, at least I'll win it. No, yeah, just yeah. drive with your fingers crossed. I'll take, yeah, fingers I'll crossed. Take the Ferrari then. Yeah, fast, fast, fast. Save for sure. you, Carol. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, me too. In it to win it, you know yeah. what I mean. Got to exactly. go hard or go home. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Describing a Ferrari, so I have to go <laughs> so fast you're going car. Ferrari fast car and unreliable. <laughs> like you got to hope that you can make a fast car reliable. You can't. It's probably harder to make a slow car fast. Exactly. Yeah, you got more chance of working with. With a Ferrari than, say, a Williams, so... Yeah, but, like, ask this question just after your Ferrari's turned itself into a barbecue and you probably get a completely different answer. He's probably, at the moment, he's probably wanting to drive in the Williams car. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, man. Did you see Latifi on the weekend? Mate, he's going to give Hass a shot. Even, yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The goat, mate, he didn't even make the end. <laughs> he's a <the> fucking... <laughs> honestly... Oh, that guy. No. He's so bad. I, th- I thought he was going to like take last week and it was going to be a springboard. He was going to be like, you know what? I oh. made Q3. 
Maybe I can hang on to the back this weekend. Maybe I can like not be a complete embarrassment. But he is. Mm. He's to me worst driver in fucking yeah. F one history. Do you see in Canada they made special like go Nicky Nutella because he's obviously oh, he loves his fridge yeah. is stacked in Nutella. Yeah, and that, that's his family company. Like they distribute Nutella around Canada. That's You're like, joking? That's oh, why I they made their that. money. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought he was just a big fan. Okay, no. that makes more sense then. No, and they more got, sponsorship. That makes more sense. <laughs> Yeah, they had the they had a whole range of like go Nicky Nutella jars. He's gonna need more than that to do to fucking even finish a race. Uh Fifi. He's yeah. done, done Fifi. We're gonna miss him when he's gone. No. <laughs> no. Who? Who? Yeah, I was like, oh. the turning point of the twenty twenty one season. But anyway, that's a story for another time. So now we've got um we've got a few fan questions and we always love getting your questions in, so keep sending them in every week when we yeah. um when we ask you guys to. Um, so we got one here from Oli Bamba. I'm going to hope I haven't butchered that. Um, do you think the Haster class will continue in France? Yeah, I'm. I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm on yeah. board the Haas hype train. Like yeah. it's, it's last two races. Come yeah, on. Well, yeah. Even, even Silverstone, they, um, Schumacher did all right until yeah, until he had problems. So they, they've had three races pretty solid. I reckon they're Canada. You mean? Some, um, yeah, when you retired in Canada. We retired in Canada. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon they got momentum. I reckon they're on something. I think they're getting into a bit of a hot streak. Mm. Yeah, I really think they've they've definitely exactly got momentum, and Schumacher's definitely got that edge, that feeling there. Like he's like, I don't give a feck. I'm going into race. You know yeah. what I mean? He's that nice boy mentality is kind of just gone sideways, he's and he's in the cockpit. He's out there. He's winning. He's doing yeah. it. My only concern is that our has going to turn into um, a little Ferrari duo of like, you know, I'm better than you. You exactly. know, I mean. Kevin is good, you know, and he's always been really calm as well. But I kind yeah. of figured there's, you know, there's only one win. I think he was calm when he knew that everything, he was racing well and Schumacher wasn't. So he yeah. kind of would take him under his under his wing and like, yeah, he's I'll be the lead driver. Yeah, big experience. brother. But now Schumacher's sticking, sticking it to him. Mm. Yeah, could, His experience could was good at the start of the season because like he jumped in that car straight away. Good car and, and he knew how to make it fast. Yeah. Mm. And Schumacher was like, okay, this is the first time I've actually had a teammate that's a benchmark. Yeah. yeah. And the first time I've had a car that's competitive. Um, but like the last two races from him, like I'm on board completely. Yeah. That, like they were so, so good. And I just want to see him continue it in France. I reckon if, I if Schumacher will. could have another really good, fast, clean weekend in France, like... He's going to start to really build up that momentum. Yeah, definitely. Because he's obviously had a bit of a shock and a shake in a few of the races because like it was really, really bad and mm. it was no go. And then all of a sudden he's just he's just jumped up 10 elevators there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's brilliant and he's showing it. So I think it's the only way is up for him. And, yeah. I, and I want to see Evil Shoemaker again too. I want yeah, I something like to that. fire him up next week. I weekend. like that. I like that side of him. And, yeah. I, and he needs it. And I think it's... Starting to show in the results. Yeah, he well. was a little bit too nice guy. Yeah, he's and got like, his dad's jeans at the end of the you day. You needed to know that there was a exactly. shoemaker inside there, like a real bastard. And he's like, starting to show <laughs> it. He's starting to show it. Yeah, that's great though. And his uncle Ralph, he'll be by his side too. <laughs> yeah. Ralph was actually running around in the um in the, in the early two thousands Williams. I think it was like a two thousand and two or two thousand and three Williams. Yeah. So that would have been pretty interesting to have both of them there on the same weekend. Yeah, mm. no, really, really good. Yeah. They even got the old laptop out that apparently they used when he used to race too. And I was like, What? <laughs> It's like really oh, going geez. back in time. They're really wanting I said, it back. was there a laptop then? They're really <laughs> wanting it back. Yeah. So then the next question we got here is from um, Frank Wedding MC, all one word. Um, <laughs> tell us about your first F1 experience and what got you into the sport in the first place. Weber got me into it. Yeah. I'm like, and I feel like this is with any sport, but if there's an Australian 
regardless of what how good they are or not, I'm backing them. So it's easy to get on board. I just get on board. It's like right now, I'm all for Danny Rick, and if he goes, we need Piastri. Like I just need some Australian representation because that's where my my supporting goes. But mm. yeah, for me, it was Weber. Mm. Just sort of like that season where he made his debut, or when he, yeah, when he, he broke, got more when competitive. He broke, no, when he broke in, I started, and then then yeah, then when he started getting competitive with Red Bull, then I was like, all right, mm. now I've got a driver who's good, yeah, and he's also a local. And it just made it more worthwhile for me. And yeah. yeah, when yeah, he won his first race, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people in Australia really emerged. Jumped on, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. With me, um, obviously growing up in motorsport all my life, um, the F1 was always on. And, and I just always remember my dad, you know, loving watching it. And the cars, like back then, and not to show my age, but I mean, like, you know, they're, they're so different and so unique, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was like, you know, cigarette representative advertising on it, you know mm. what I mean? It was like kind of Mansell, Completely it was different. like all these crazy ones, which is really good. But my first actual experience was with my brother, mm. uh, 2003 uh, Melbourne, where my uh, dad's friend was um, part of Toyota and he got us uh, tickets. So we actually got to go into the F1 mm. and actually go and hang out in the garage. And I was like, oh my God, it was unbelievable. I, I kept pinching myself, myself and my brother were like, this is amazing. Yeah. 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 amazing. So that was good. Kind of yeah. hard to like leave it behind after you've had that kind of exposure yeah, your first time as well. Exposed yeah. to that, it's like, I'm in. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I suppose like for me, um, I got into the sport sort of as a little kid because like my grandfather my non law he was really into it um that's where the ferrari thing obviously comes from too yeah. with the italian heritage and um yeah just getting up like at the age of five or six to watch races with him late at night um and then yeah still doing that nowadays to this day just every sunday night going going to his place and sitting down and so that's making an espresso oh, yeah such a good tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah sit down nice. watch the race either celebrate when ferrari win or just have a really long argument about oh, when they lose <laughs> and have more limoncello yeah have some, lim- have some limoncello yeah exactly and i suppose then my my first f1 experience was um was actually in 2004 um, I got to go to Monza when I was on a on a wow. family trip in Italy. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so that that was like a little surprise from from my uncle and from my dad that they they just woke me up one morning and didn't tell me where they were going. They just said, "Grab your Ferrari hat, we're going somewhere." We're going. It was like three o'clock in the morning, and we're on a train, and I got no clue where we're at, and I'm just tired and grumpy. And then we just arrived in in um, Milan Central Station. And all of a sudden, it was just like a sea of red, just heading towards the buses, <gasps> and, the, and the penny dropped. And I was like, "Oh wow!" Like now we're I going to Monza, going to, yeah. And we just we arrived, and just it was raining, and the whole place is just like a swamp. And then, um, and then yeah, we just we watched Ferrari get a one-two there, and um, that was pretty cool. So that that's a pretty cool that first a, experience. That is, yeah, that is so a, nice. Very nice. Yeah, I like I like telling that story. That's a real feel, <laughs> feel nice. good story. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll go back one day. I think. Yes, you will. 100%. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I definitely recommend that. Like, if you're ever around Europe, like, going to some of the European races where they've got big, big supportive fan bases. Like, yeah. you, you know Carol. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah Danville looks yeah. wild. But we love that one, yeah. I've got a few friends working at that one. I was like, that's the one I'm going to try and put in my bucket list next year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's going to give you guys something to think about over the weekend now because we've got no F1 this we weekend. Weekend We're going to have to find something else to do with our Sunday night. We've got the weekend off, yeah. Be a bit more social. <laughs> we'll probably just get some sleep. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true, actually. That, at least. That's true, yeah. I mean, there's not like there's no other sporting events that I can think of on at Sunday At the moment, night. we're in like a period of like, Rest. I think there's not much sport going on at the moment. Yeah, like, might have to bring back the Sunday sesh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's yeah. Bit, <laughs> it's cold at the moment to be mm, to yeah. be get, heading out. I, I'm pretty happy to just. I mean, 
Sunday we had the tennis and the F1 mm. and I had like two screens going and it was like 2am and yeah. Monday I was dusty so now nah, this week will be good <laughs> just to relax yeah oh well, I'm officiating at Sydney Motorsport Park this weekend for a super sprint so that's going to be getting myself back into that now because it's been a few nice. weeks since I've done a bit of officiating so I'm really looking go. forward to that so that's good yeah. Oh, well, yeah. if anyone's looking for anything to do over the weekend then go down to Sydney Motorsport Park yeah definitely you guys are more than welcome I've got free tickets as well so oh, okay. we'd love to see that there so you're more than welcome better, for sure. okay. well my weekend's sorted now then <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, make sure that you jump onto Instagram and all of our socials and you give us a follow. Drop us a comment. Drop us a like. We always love reading them and hearing what you guys have to say. And, um, and you know, getting on Spotify and giving a, a positive rating is always well appreciated too. Like Uber, you know, you get yeah, the five-star yeah, rating. Just give us the five. Don't exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five. As long as the guy drove you there, you arrived <laughs> you in one there, piece. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this podcast told you what you needed to know. So just give, give it that five-star five. button and that's it. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's the same on Apple Podcasts as well. Yeah, they, I didn't they, work realize. The same, they work the same way. You just yeah. tap the five. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, that, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And um, we'll be back next week to preview the French Grand Prix and, um, and look ahead and cover what will happen in a week off. Beautiful. See Thanks very much. Guys. Thank you.